Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Unleashing Possibilities podcast. This is Mark, and today I have a special guest joining me. This is Emily, our lead program coordinator here at New Pathways. Hi, mentors. I'm so excited to join you on today's podcast episode. So today we are talking about personal change, recognizing that at New Pathways, this is an important part of our program. And we know that self-awareness really is a crucial, critical pathway that invites us to have personal change. And so this podcast, we're going to explore how self-monitoring becomes a tool that allows us to cultivate self-awareness. So we're going to explore what's a process of self-monitoring and how can we apply it in our own mentoring relationships with our youth. And so self-monitoring is consciously observing and noting our thoughts, our emotions, and our behaviors. It supports us in um, increasing our self-awareness, can help illuminate patterns and triggers that might come up for us, and it also supports us in our self-accountability. There is a direct correlation between self-monitoring and self-regulation, and so when we can notice, we can manage. And without the awareness, we aren't able to self-regulate. Yeah, I love that point, Emily, that when we can notice, we can manage. And so self-monitoring really allows us to take control over how we're showing up, whether that's in relationships, it's at work, it's in our personal lives. So let's spend a few moments talking about the process of self-monitoring. And mentors, as you're listening, I want you to just kind of sense into which of these components do I do more naturally, do I do well, and which ones might I want to spend a little bit more time taking on, engaging, maybe practicing. So the process can really be broken down into three steps, which are quite simple. The first one being observation, the second one being data collection, and then the third step of the process is active reflection. And so we do this by tapping into our witness which for those of you who are familiar with that distinction probably noticed that when Emily was sharing about how self-monitoring is about observing our thoughts and our emotions and our behaviors. So we tap into our witness during this process and this first step of observation, and we're really trying to cultivate curiosity and non-judgment. So this really is the first step. So am I noticing and am I observing, which means I have to pause, I have to stop, I have to slow down. Once we've stepped into the observation space, we then can start to collect data. And there's so many different methods to do this. At our, our monthly skill builder sessions, we talk about journaling as being a powerful data collection tool. We could print out or have worksheets that we fill out maybe daily that we can capture observations. I know some folks will put like a journal next to their bed and in the morning if they have a dream, they'll capture what was in their dream there. So it's a form of collecting the data from the, from the night before. And then in 2023, there's a lot of technological tools as well too. So we have mobile apps that can help us to collect and gather, gather data. For those of you that are listening that have smartwatches, you're already likely using some of the tracking tools there and how many steps you're walking and how fast your heart is beating, how many calories you're burning, and so forth. 
So we recognize the value of data collection. And so how can we use data collection as a way to serve us when it comes to our thoughts and our behaviors and our patterns? And so as Mark referenced earlier, the third step in that process is being an act of reflection. Um, and we engage in active reflection to review that collected data. So to uh, notice what had happened, um, identify patterns, and gain insights. Um, so some sample reflection questions that you might use to guide your process of self-monitoring could be questions like, what patterns or trends do you notice in your thoughts, emotions, or behaviors? Are there specific triggers or situations that consistently elicit certain thoughts, emotions, or behaviors? Um, another question could be, how do your thoughts and emotions influence your behaviors, um, or how do they influence your decision-making process? Are there any reoccurring uncomfortable or unhelpful thought patterns that you've identified, and how do they impact your well-being or actions? Another question that you might ask yourself as well is, are there any comfortable or helpful thought patterns that you've noticed, and how do those contribute to your well-being or your actions? And lastly, another question you could ask yourself in your reflection is, have you noticed any discrepancies between your intended behavior and your actual behavior, and what factors contribute to these discrepancies that you might notice? And so Emily has just shared some powerful questions that we can ask, and these don't need to be super elaborate. It's just, am I posing a question that will allow me to reflect on what it is that I'm noticing, what I'm observing? And we oftentimes need that data collection to notice what are the themes, what's happening. I remember a couple years ago I was working with a coach, and we were working on my anxiety and how I was showing up and through journaling and data collection in that regard I started to realize that some of my patterns especially in the morning my morning routine were actually not supporting my emotional well-being and it wasn't until I went back and started look, look, looking at the journaling of what I was up to in the morning and what I was focusing on what had my attention that I started to realize like oh shit this is why I am so anxious most of the days is because my morning routine really isn't setting me up in a healthy way. But I wouldn't have noticed that unless I had that data collection tool of journaling to be able to go back and look at and see, oh, shoot, this is the trend. This is the pattern. Notice when you're feeling already anxious and see the theme that you're continuously engaging in the same activity. So let's change that activity so it's not causing the anxiety as you were feeling before. So these questions can be posed in any way. And again, it's a very simple process. So we observe, we collect data, and then we step into active reflection. And all three of those steps then support change. Of course, the active reflection has to lead to us doing things in a different way. So we can't simply just say, okay, well now I know what the pattern is, I know what the trend is, now I know what to change and not do anything. So obviously we gotta make the uh, the advancements and the shifts in our lives to support the change that we want. And the process of self-monitoring becomes the self-awareness path that invites that personal change. So let's spend a few moments talking about how can we support our mentees with self-monitoring. And I think as we're sitting down with them and kind of explaining the process of self-monitoring, it's 
important that we help them kind of identify some goals. And we do this through the monthly skill builder sessions. You do this in the year-long planning, goal planning session with your program coordinator. So you likely already have the goals in mind, but it's really important that we know what is it that the youth really wants to focus on when it comes to self-monitoring. So maybe they're noticing, like me, that they have a lot of anxiety in their lives and they're wanting to manage their stress in a different way. Perhaps they want to regulate uncomfortable emotions. Perhaps they want to develop better skills in social situations. Maybe they want to get better at managing time. Or perhaps they want to build healthier habits in their lives. So what is it that the youth wants to work on? That'll give you an idea then of where to focus the self-monitoring activity or practice. And so once you've gotten clear with your mentee about what feels important to them when it comes to their self-monitoring practices, we can help them create a space of observation um, and curiosity. And we can do that by asking questions. Um, Some of the questions that I posed earlier might be good questions you could um, ask your mentee as they take on self-monitoring and really supporting them and what whatever tracking efforts they've taken on. So for example, if journaling is something that your mentee wants to commit to, um, being able to ask them open-ended questions and staying curious with them as they take on that practice. And what's really cool too is I know our new Pathways for Youth app has a section. So in the goal setting section, you can have texting and conversation back and forth. So that could be a really great way of posing maybe a few times a week a question to your mentee What are you noticing? What are you observing? What's coming up for you? But supporting them in those tracking efforts. And it's really important that we allow our mentees to make their own connections and interpretations during the reflection. So we're going to ask them the questions about what are you noticing? What are you seeing? And we might have an idea of what patterns or habits are getting in the way of some of their goals. And again, the process is about self-monitoring, self-awareness. So it's not to say that you won't maybe point out some of your own observations, and we're asking that you create space for the mentees to do that first. Give them the space to see what do they notice, what are they observing, what are they interpreting from the data that they've been collecting. And so as we support our youth in taking on their self-monitoring process, um, it's important that we also engage in our own self-monitoring process. Um, one, to help us develop as mentors and as individuals, but also to help model that behavior for our youth. Um, And by modeling that behavior, we can support our youth in seeing value in it, um, as well as bringing credibility to the process. Um, And they can have someone else to process those things with that is also um, focusing on their own self-monitoring. And then it's also really helpful to establish a regular check-in process to where you can dive into what it is that they're learning, what you're learning from your own self-monitoring practice as a match. And as mentors, we, of course, encourage you to encourage them through this journey and let them know that it's going to be difficult, it's going to be uncomfortable, it's going to be hard at times, not only for the process, but also once we do see what's getting in our way, taking the active steps to change that, to create that change. So how can we help them to see that it is okay that it is all right to be in the discomfort. It's not going to be easy. And we can keep encouraging them to keep moving forward and to keep learning and keep growing. And so as we start to wrap up this episode, um, we'll all 
we'll step into the call to action for mentors. Um, and so mentors, we encourage you to engage in the self-monitoring process yourself. Um, as we know, it can benefit you personally in your own life beyond being a mentor to your youth. Um, we'd encourage you to identify a goal that you wanna focus on, um, select a tracking tool, some of the things that Mark had talked about earlier, like journaling, but there's so many other options. Um, and then actively engage in the process. So kind of to what Mark was speaking about earlier, earlier um, self-monitoring um, is kind of the first step of noticing what's happening uh, before we step into and what do we want to do about what we've noticed. And then we ask you to support your mentee in their own self-monitoring journey and be open to their preferred approach. So while there are three steps, there's a lot of different ways in how you can take on those three steps of the self-monitoring process. And of course, like always, we encourage you to, to connect with your program coordinator um, once you've listened to this episode um, and share your takeaways from today's episode um, and discuss your own self-monitoring efforts with your program coordinator. We want to thank you for listening, and until next time, keep unleashing possibilities.